and we're back with part two of episode 13 of black band t-shirt podcast still ranking the albums of uh of our favorite frenchman well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say yeah eric Cantona. he he dropped he cry kicked a racist he's pretty good uh yeah i mean and and look at all the bizarre adverts he's done yeah so these are fray Frenchmen, but uh, not far off are uh, <laughs> Tech Metal as Gajira. So, yes, we've got three albums left, and we figured our mutually ranked lowest of the lot is uh, L'Enfant Sauvage, um, the follow-up to uh, The Way of All Flesh. And um, I've got one of my best parts um, linking on for that record, and this mm-hmm. is um, a far more feral and emotive effort than, than than the one before definitely yeah so, so to me this is the best example of what i was saying about how some of their albums click with me straight away and mm-hmm. i just get them mm-hmm. and the ones that i don't i say that said that the way of flesh is the one that i just don't this is the opposite this is the one where i then listen to this one on second listen to take, again first listen i knew this was one of my favorites yeah um but second listen through taking notes again worked my way through the way of all flesh just been like yeah here we go <laughs> and then and then this one i listened to to start making notes for and i was like yes this this is everything i want this band to be mm. at this point mm. um so much more exciting there's so much more to get your teeth into and um like the concept of it is it's more interesting as well like um the way of all flesh was a concept record about about death so it's mm. very um sort of um morbid and morose but um the idea of um so l'enfant sauvage literally translates into wild child yeah but it's more than that it's like um it's like a, a Mowgli type yes. child uh, raised by animals in the forest. Yeah. Wild as in with the earth rather than, rather than uh, I get the impression, rather than meaning the sort of Iggy Pop wild child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and it's uh, notab- noticeably shorter than most of, our, uh, most of our records. Clock's in at just under an hour. Yeah. But for 11 songs for Gajira, that's not bad. Uh, and am I right in thinking, is it... Does it go this, then Magma? Am I missing one in there? Can't remember. Oh, um, in, in, in chronological order, yeah. this Magma and Fortitude are yeah. three, three, three recent records. It's those three yeah. that that the that length seems to... They seem to have finally got the knack of it, you know? Yeah. Um, like they're still all three of those are still pretty long yeah but they there feels like it feels to me like there's less stuff that's been extended and kind of thrown in there for the sake of it mm. you know um, which I think is, is yeah is, is a big thing that I liked about this one is I just feel like it we, we've finally got some like perfectly paced and and sensible song structures, <laughs> you know, um, which is not normally something I'd sort of rave and, and praise a band for. But I think on the back of, of what maybe some of the problems I've had with the stuff that came before it, um, it just feels a bit more refined. It feels like yeah. a refined coming together of the, of all the things that they've done before this one, mm-hmm. which is worth mentioning for their major label debut. Yeah, 
makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they've, they've probably had more time and more money to 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 put into this record. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, Roadrunner, is that right? I think this yep. was out with. So they've been able to go, okay, what have we done well up to this point with mm. our four albums before this? Yeah, yeah. And, and and they've brought all those best bits in. And yeah, I just think it's a really triumphant kind of achievement of that, essentially. I'm interested to hear more of your best parts, particularly in the latter half of this record. Uh-huh, okay. Because, um, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about the second half, to be honest, which which I think is why maybe why it, it, it finished so low for me. Well. I've got some um, strong highlights in the first half, but which I'll go into later. But, uh, but yeah... Lay some lay, uh, lay some reasons why it's number two I mean, for you on me. I'll I'll sort of go straight in with saying my low light is the fact that the fall is a pretty disappointing ending. Yeah, that is you my know? worst track. It, um, um, it, it, it this album totally goes out on a whimper. Like it's a shame because that intro, that rumbling bass intro, um, and it just kind of it starts off pretty kind of crushing and quite cool. Yeah. Um, uh, and the way the way I put it in my notes is you get to about two twenty and you kinda of think, Oh hello, something's coming. Uh. It starts to sort of seems to start to build up yeah. into like a pretty lame payoff. Yeah, really. yeah. And then that's it, the album's finished. Yeah. Which is a bit of a shame. Mm. Um But so the track before that, uh, Born in Winter, mm-hmm. I th- I think's really interesting. Okay. I think it's another case of them being kind of a bit more experimental and trying some new things out that they haven't necessarily done. Um, that kind of cool like cleaner intro going on and there's like a tapped bass line coming in under that which is something they've not done before and that um, something I can't remember if it's earlier in this album or or earlier on generally there's a couple of occasions it's only very occasionally where you get this like lower octave kind of deep vocal yeah like almost Tom Waitsy kind of growl Yeah, yeah, yeah and I feel like that that is used most effectively in this song as well. Joe's uh, vocals generally take a big step up on this record. Yeah, 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 massively from um, from the first. I form. feel I feel like that's a pattern generally, actually, mm. with their albums. I just feel mm. like the the confidence with what they're willing to put themselves out there and do vocally mm-hmm. uh, increases with every album. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's difficult to say whether. The actual vocal ability gets better or not because they've not really even attempted it before. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'd only assume that, that it has as well, which is why they're more confident to do it. But um, yeah, uh, I feel again. I feel like that's another one as well where it just ends exactly where it should do, which is something that they hadn't done so well for me before. <laughs> it just feels like it would have brilliantly led into something else, and you get the fall instead. That's mm. the only disappointment there. Yeah. yeah, pain as a master. I'm I'm kind of with you. Again, some cool bits, like it's quite a cool mathy section. Again, one of the more proggy moments of them, I think, as well. But yeah, not one that stands out. I think, yeah, I think you're probably right. It is top heavy, mm. um, but definitely not anywhere near as top heavy as some albums we've talked about before on the podcast. Yeah. So, um, well, interestingly, you say it's um, it's probably top heavy because I got down for probably my worst part is that I feel this record. Uh, other than what I feel to be a, a, a weak second half, is that it takes a while to, to get glowing going. I think Explosia and the title track are a little bit ploddy. Wow. Okay. I think Explosia brilliant. Okay. I think it's a stunning opener. Mm. Um, just go straight in with all the things I like about them. Okay. Um, 
like you've got the kind of slightly unexpected interesting rhythms but that are still somehow quite satisfying hmm. you've got their favorite uh, harmonic slide type you know yeah. kind of thing yeah, yeah. going on um yeah i i uh, something else i've got to say as well right and okay. we'll go into this properly in another album yeah but the the drum sound mm. i feel is the most unique thing about them yes this, I can't put my finger on what it is. It's that organic word mm-hmm. again. Um, it's that almost kind of world music influence yeah, side yeah. of things again. Um, but they are, oh man. The drums just sound great. Yeah. Um, Cavernous yeah. is the word. Ma- I go just for. massive. Just yeah. Absolutely massive. Mm-hmm. They're almost the lead instrument. Yeah. In a lot of their songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Explosion, I quite like as well. I quite like the fact that there's actually one of the more brutal vocal styles being used, but I like it, <laughs> which I didn't in their earlier stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's that's just going to be a disagreement. I think it's one of those that I put it on and straight away I was I was into it. Okay. Um, Maybe I need to go back to it with uh, fresher ears. Yeah. Um. So um yeah the only um the only other negative thing I wanted to bring up here is um yeah I I have gone for the fall as my um as my worst track but um again um as has become a theme with these I'll stop going after pointless noodly interludes when I stop making them <laughs> world healer yeah pointless and boring but um no there there there's some there are some real highlights of this record and I just wanted to um, point to a couple of them. Um, I think, yeah, after Explosion on the title track, you've got the real crux of this record, um, which is The Axe and Liquid Fire. Liquid Fire is excellent, but um, The Axe takes it for my best song. Um, it's bold and it's dramatic. It's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it's it's like... It's almost like Gojira's take on... It's it's so bold and dramatic. It's like Gojira's take on something like Nightwish or Within Temptation or yeah, something. I think it's, it's probably one of the heaviest in parts. Yeah. Like the intro is straight in there with like a pummeling. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I think what, what's probably making you sort of make those comparisons with like Nightwish and I'd say like almost like battle metal. That, mm, that's like, mm. there's, a, there's a real galloping rhythm yes. to it. Made um, which is not something they've done that yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> which is not something they've done that much before yeah that did stick out to me actually yeah um, I, Liquid Fire is my second favourite nice. I think yeah I really like that one mm-hmm. really like that one as well the whole like Tom's symbol like mm-hmm. drum intro again really really interesting um, uh, I've got um Gift of Guilt, I'm going to get out of the way, is my worst. Okay. Um, it's quite a cool kind of spacey intro. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the ex- one of the very few examples um, on this album for me where it does go on for too long doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah, just a bit dull and repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, some really cool bits in it, again. like like with. I don't think there's any song on this on this album that I'd say I completely dislike like there are mm. bits in this one like the um, there's a midsection with a really cool like slidey riff bit at the end of it I can't remember <laughs> how it goes but that's really cool uh, but again 
I've made a note of exactly how long here. There's an outro chorus. So it's got you've had the chorus already in the song. You then have an outro chorus that goes on for nearly three minutes. Bloody hell. Yeah. Um, and guess what? Mm. It's a fade out. <laughs> and for, the, for an album that I... From one of the albums that really did connect with me... Yeah. It's the worst one for the fade outs. Right. There's yeah, a yeah. lot. There's a lot of them. <laughs> um, what did you have as your best song, though? Uh, yeah, so my best song... So, like I said, Liquid Fire was, it was up there. Um... L'Enfant Sauvage is up there, to be honest. Mm. Um, Explosion is my highlight moment for what I've already said, for just yeah. being a brilliant opener. Uh, I've gone for Mouth of Colour, is it? Right, cool. Um, yeah, that's probably my highlight in the second half, I reckon. I just, I mean, first of all, I love me a kick snare drum intro. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, especially coming in, I'm not a big fan of planned obsolescence yeah. before that yeah. so coming in from that is really satisfying mm. uh, satisfying is the word for this song yeah, really yeah. like it's it's all the way through it keeps changing and every time it's just just as satisfying and there's this really cool like swung rhythm mm-hmm. kind of section that comes into it as well I think that's what I like you know I think that's a key thing actually I'm only just realising now it's interesting that this album is one that I've got really high up and I've mentioned they've got a galloping rhythm for the first time they've got a swung rhythm for pretty much for the first time and that they're very drum driven as mm-hmm. a band mm-hmm. I mean that that all links yeah you know yeah um, and as someone who the first thing that appealed to me about metal music generally is the rhythms yeah you know it's not the fucking melody is it so <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> So yeah, so that that that's starting to bit like I said, I'm still exploring the band and what it is that makes me tick and doesn't with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that might be quite a key thing actually. Yeah. Anything else there? Uh, I think I've pretty much mentioned all of it. No. Cool. Okay. So. Um, okay. So we'll go on to your number one in the end, and um, my number. I think it was three or four. You got it quite low in the end. Um, it was number th- no, it was number three. Oh, okay, oh, fine. So podium positions for their most recent record, 2021s. I think it was this year. Yeah, anyway. it was like six weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Fortitude. So, why did I like this one? Strong opening five. I mean, the, uh, so. Um, I was talking to Alex, my brother, who's, the, mm. who's our drummer. We've had on the White Stripes episode and everything. Um, I was talking to him because he's he's more of a Gojira fan. He has listened to them quite a bit before. Yeah. Um, and he, he he was into metal in a big way um, at one point when I wasn't particularly. Yeah. Kind of bit after I'd kind of started getting a bit bored of it and moved on to some other things for a while mm-hmm. before coming back to it. And he was massively into bands like In Flames. Yeah. And, and I kind of see the comparison as to why yeah, he yeah, might yeah. like that kind of thing. Which, are, again, another band that I never really got. Um, and I told him when I was like halfway through prepping for this, when I was at that point of the first listen of just being like, I don't think I get it. Mm. Um, and and he was kind of saying, no, I'd like... Keep keep giving them a go, you know. Like there's stuff in there. Like he knows my music taste well. He's like there's stuff in there you will like. Mm. I sent him a message yesterday after finishing my notes for this, uh, just saying Fortitude has made me a fully fledged fan. 
like this is this album has made me a, a, a Gajira fan essentially excellent um, I absolutely agree with what you said at the top of the podcast mm. I get the the comparison with the Mastodon like trajectory of, w- of what they've done and yeah. their progression it's easily their most accessible album mm-hmm. it's their most melodic album yes but um, it's. I also think it's their most varied mm-hmm. uh, and their most ambitious um, and I'm going to make a claim now Okay. and this is my highlight of the album mm. it might be my favourite production job on an album of all time of all time? of all time it is I, I'm I, it, I had to keep listening to it on different headphones different speak it's stunning absolutely stunning of all time all time man it I don't even know how I can't even begin to think how they've done it other than the fact they've got their own studio um, it's self-produced mm-hmm. um which makes it even more incredible. Yeah. It's so clean. You can hear everything completely, yet it is also massive. It, I, I don't know what else to say there. I, it's just phenomenal. Of all time, though. All time. <laughs> all time. It's the, it's the aim. It's the goal. Is, is the production on this album. This will come back. This will be the meme of this fine podcast. I mean, you know, it's six weeks old and I listened to it for the second time last night and I'm making that claim. <laughs> but I am. Of all time. I've no. Okay, I'll, I'll put it this way. I've never been as taken aback with how good a production job is as I, as I was with this. So that's strong opening five. Um... <laughs> <laughs> No, um, so you got um, Born for One Thing into Amazonia. I mean, Amazonia is great. Love the Sepultura worship. Yeah, yeah. It's strong. I mean, that, that was um, <clears throat> getting out earlier with the uh, use of in, 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 interesting instrumentation um, that they've uh, shown in, in past records. Yeah, employing similar sort of, um, um, as we said earlier, tribal indigenous sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for um, for like Sepultura did on records like Roots for Amazonia, really works here. Um, another world hold, hold on a new found. You know, there's there's some good hooks there. Yeah, uh, there's some really good hooks there. Ones that have stayed with me and um, and yeah. I also uh, think uh, vocals uh, more mastered on than ever in those in yes, some of those tracks. Yeah, as well. yeah, for sure, absolutely, and um, yeah. So like, have proved to be a very strong um, sort of um, case put forward by a band that been away for five years. Yeah. Um, you know, this is sort of a comeback record after half a decade in in in, in some ways, but. Um, of all time it's it's a real contender of, of the albums of the year list for me as well it's, it's, I've really come around to it in a massive way good what are some of your best parts then mate um, other than other, other than the other than the impossibly astounding production um, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, something we've not actually talked about. This is mm. definitely not why it's my number one, but mm. it's a kind of coincidence and something I want to bring up at this point because it is. Um, I think Gojira might be the band with the most consistently terrible artwork. Right. And this is the best of them for me. Really? Because mm. I really like the Magma artwork. I do. And I did think Magma might be my favourite, but it's still a bit Microsoft Paint. <laughs> right. Um, whereas I feel, the reason I feel like the Fortitude art artwork is the best of the lot is I feel like it best represents the kind of feel of the album mm. as well. Like it's very old agey like old what's the word old timey like yeah, archaic yeah. almost mm-hmm. kind of ancient looking and I feel like that comes through in the music a lot mm-hmm. as well um, I mean the other word I've used quite a lot for this album that I haven't actually used previously despite I could have done for some of their albums especially the one we're going to talk about next actually <laughs> um, is cinematic yes you know I, th- I feel like we talked about this with Coheed as well yeah, with yeah. Rob you know that idea of an album being the equivalent of like a blockbuster epic yeah that's what this album is yeah you know it is lush and it has got mm-hmm. everything thrown at it which is why I find the production so impressive because it's got all that shit thrown at it and yet you can hear it all and it all works together um, what have I got as my I mean my John should I go on my best track go on then um, because I mean this is this isn't like I said it's, it's a contender in the albums of the year list for me there's not a track that I don't like Mm. Like even my worst track I really like okay um, but I've gone for Grind as my favourite wow okay Grind's one of our worst parts it's not one of our worst okay. songs but I think Grind lives up to the title wow in All right. being a grind to get through um, for me see I, th- I think I think it's one of the heaviest moments at the beginning yeah on the album it's quite a th- almost a throwback to, mm-hmm. to their heavier kind of stuff yeah um, it's almost like a little representation of their career trajectory mm-hmm. for me, you know, because it then goes into the more intricate kind of flourishes and stuff. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of love the fact that they've they've ended an album that is like as vast and spacious and accessible as this, with with quite a pummeling, <laughs> heavy moment. Yeah. Um, it's an absolute beast of a breakdown <laughs> at two minutes. Uh, uh, and yeah, then we just go into the fully like soaring cinematic um, kind of just, it's just massive. <laughs> and the bass line, like that would be, I mean, other than a production, that would probably be my highlight moment is is the bass line for the outro. Right. Of Grind. Yeah, we haven't talked about the bass much. No, and I feel like this is an album where actually the bass really starts to kind of come into its own mm. in, in quite a mm. big way. Um and yeah, like the the bass sounds just so full and warm and, and gutsy at the same time. Uh, but the the actual melody is really it's quite simple, but it becomes kind of the lead melody in right. that outro, mm-hmm. which is quite clever. To yeah, kind of gradually do that. Um, I just want to kind of hold it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, another this is one of the rare examples where they've used a fade out, but I think it actually suits the track to do so because it is the last track on the album and it has that whole because it's been so cinematic and epic and massive it suits that whole off into the distance thing (laughs) and the fact that they had that little twinkly acoustic guitar left at the end after Uh, the fade out as well okay Um, yeah love it Um, okay so um, other than um, uh, my strong uh, the strong opening 5A I I pointed out earlier my other 
best part of this record is um, that Sphinx and Into the Storm start the mm. second half well and um, I've actually got um, it's quite telling that I linked into those parts of the album most because um, both my best tracks come from those parts second place I've got Into the Storm and uh, top track I've gone for Hold On cool on yeah, this record yeah, okay. yeah. yeah I really like them both but um, I think a big talking point for this record um, is, uh, yeah, the, um, so coming off the uh, the opening five, you've got Fortitude yeah. um, into the chant. Yeah. Why do they always ruin, ruin their own momentum? I don't think it does, to be honest. I've got the chant down as my worst song. Because it's, uh, you see, I thought you might. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, Fortitude is track six. Mm. You know, it's it's in the middle. Yeah. They've not, they've not like broken up a good start, particularly. Um, I, 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 almost, I almost see it as a second intro. I think they have for the first five. And like... But, but do you not see that as an album, if you think of the traditional album structure of having two sides, mm. Fortitude's like the intro to the second half. Okay. So therefore, it's a centerpiece track, and it's uh, and it's another eponymous centerpiece track like the last record. But Fortitude isn't; it's nowhere near as strong as Magma. No, the, but, but like what I was saying with earlier, it does do what I wish they did with their instrumentals before it, and it goes directly into the next track. Mm. It almost it almost could have just been part of the chant, essentially. Mm. Um, so the chant, I I mean. I think it's brilliant. I think that 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 hook is incredibly catchy. Yeah. And it sticks with you. It's their most classic rock moment by a long way. Right. Um but again, adds another element to them and I kind of felt like the Sphinx is just a way to appease old fans because <laughs> they're like where are the growls? Um <laughs> Um, I kind of to me this goes back to the whole I think it probably can I, goes get, sorry can I interrupt and go in on the chant for a second I was, I was just going to end with, with just saying yeah. I feel like it goes back to what we were saying about general feelings about metal you know mm. uh, it's kind of an anti-metal metal song um, which is kind of what appealed to me about it so I've gone after the chant for just it just seems like an, such an obvious ploy for life or an interaction and um, mm. I would compare this song to a far more interesting one that goes along a similar line uh, in um, The Earth Will Shake by Thrice, which turns into a post-metal banger um, in its latter stages. But this one retains the same staccato riff the whole way through, doesn't change much, not interesting enough, and comes off... I'm going to say here, and this is uh, a spicy old take, with its sort of uh, sort of sea shanty tendencies, it comes off a bit Elstorm. I mean, hard disagree. Mm. I think I think it's conceptual. I think it plays into the concept of the album. Um, I, d- I don't think it's any way. I don't find it cheesy in any way. I do. I very much do. Um, yeah. No, I think I think if if you had a whole album along this li- along the lines of the chant, mm. it'd be awful. Yeah, but I feel like in the context of everything else around it, what you're saying about the center point, like I feel like that the chant is the song that's the center point essentially, yeah. rather than fortitude. If you include fortitude and the chant together, mm-hmm. um, I think it works really well as that. 
Um, I did put in my notes, I can see old fans of the band absolutely hating this. <laughs> um, so I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoy it. Okay. Um, anything else from you? Have you? Have you? Um, what? you I haven't, haven't done, done my worst. worst song, I haven't done my worst, which I think I feel is probably along a similar line to the chant, really, which is the trails. Yeah. Um, it does. It is four minutes and doesn't progress much. Mm-hmm. It's very low key. It's very simple, but weirdly one of the most cinematic songs on there. Mm. Despite that. Um, just in a very different way and a kind of almost whispered vocal which feels a little bit awkward which is the only thing that kind of let it down yeah. for me um, that's literally the only reason it's my worst yeah. um, I had to really kind of nitpick to choose the worst track I think um, yeah this is my number three and I haven't got much of a defence for it to be honest um, I think if I'd have liked those opening two on La France Sauvage mm. more that would easily have been higher than this. Um, there's a lot to like about this record, uh, like I say, but um, yeah, the chant is real latter day. But it's interesting that I feel like what you don't. For me. I feel like what you don't like about the chant is what you don't like about modern Mastodon. Right. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I believe so. Yeah. So you know, it, I'm not like I said. I'm not shocked by that <laughs> opinion. <laughs> Anyway, so we go into our final record, 2007's From Mars to Sirius, and oh, this record, mate. <laughs> this was this was the first the first one on even on first listen through to the of the albums. You've got Terra Incognita and the Link, and yeah. then this one. Yeah. And so I listened to Terra Incognita and the Link. What a fucking step! Up. Right. I was listening to Terra Incognita and the Link, and I was thinking, my God, this episode is going to be a fucking drag and then that album I listened to on my walk to work and I was like hey here we go we've got something to talk well, about as soon as Ocean Planet kicks in it's like oh fuck they've realised their guitars have more than two notes <laughs> get in yeah <laughs> yeah, massive step up. I mean, yeah, just from Ocean Planet, Planet, hell of an opener, yeah. hell of an opener. It's ah, oh. this album overall sounds like the fucking apocalypse, and it's yeah. great. And brilliant. Okay, so that word links perfectly to what I've said specifically about Ocean Planet, but I do feel in this album generally, mm-hmm. I get almost a killing joke. Nice, right? Jazz Coleman, really vocally, good shouts. Jazz Coleman vocally specifically. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know the 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 death metal growl vocals gone, yeah. and they're trying other it's things. It's a hoarse yell, and it's it, it just really reminded me of like Jazz Coleman in like Requiem and that mm. kind of. I loved it. Great yeah. shout, fantastic shout. Had never considered that, but that's brilliant. And he's similarly a yeah. man of the earth weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <coughs> excuse me um, yeah like um, I've got down as one of my best parts a notable improvement in Joe Duplantier's vocal yeah um, yeah there's no, nothing but positive things to say about this record which is um, uh, yeah the first one of these yeah. that, I, that, that I've, I, I've really um, had had that with, it, with, with a record um, which is why my worst part is 
that they'd arguably never be this exciting again. Um, I think in 2007, like you said, in the wake of when we were really into metal and, mm. and we were starting to get out of it a bit, like this was such a breath of fresh air. So this is this is at this, the time. Yeah. So this album's 2005. Oh, right, okay. Which makes it even... But that's, Sorry, I, but, said, I, thought, I thought it was 07. But that's even more... Like, I wish I'd heard this album then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it, it would have absolutely blown my little mind. Yeah. Um, I feel... I do... Yeah, it's probably suffered in my rankings from only listening to it now when mm. there's actually been quite a lot since that's quite similar in some yeah, ways, yeah. especially sort of Mastodon stuff and things. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, I I do agree. I, like I've I've got it third, but it those top three for me um, are all pretty. This is the weird thing for me. They're a band where I've got albums where I struggle to find something I really like. Mm. Whereas those top three, I struggle to find something I don't. Yeah. Um, that my like my low light for this one. I've literally just gone for the fact that quite a few of the songs for me just drag on a bit too long. Yeah, and there's quite some quite uh, repetitive song structures yeah. here. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got <laughs> for a worse song I've got Unicorn uh, Hippie Bullshit <laughs> Interrupt, Interrupt a Brilliant First Half um, but yeah I just I kind of wanted to get my negatives out of the way because um, there's there's so much great stuff to talk about here um, From the Sky I think especially sounds like the world crashing down yep. around you yeah Absolutely brilliant, brilliant. My, probably second best, I reckon. That Where one. Dragon's Dale is, uh, Dwell is absolutely sick. Um, I, yeah, may as well just do, do, do my best here. Yeah. Um, so second, uh, third place, I've got World to Come. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bit more stonery. Yeah. Uh, got a real vibe of that sort of thing from it. Uh, like, um, got a, a sleep vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. Which I really that. loved because I love that band. Um, Second place is the closure, uh, global warming. Yeah, them getting their um, environmental hats on and uh, bidding adieu on their most exciting album today with a "Look after the planet, guys" <laughs> uh, message. But oh, best song on here. Oh, oh, it's the heaviest matter in the universe. Okay, absolutely fucking slams. And it, it's it's a Ron Seal song. It is the heaviest matter in the universe. See, I'm not so keen. That's one of my lower. Okay. Um, I feel like it's not doing anything that different or interesting from what they've done before. I feel like it's the most throwback, stompy metal. Um, See, I get a real satisfaction from that song. Yeah, I get. I do get it. I get that. I get, I get it. It's satisfying, but I think amongst everything else that's going on here, I think it's a lot less adventurous. Yeah. Um, which is kind of what excited me about this album particularly, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've said, I've said here, I wouldn't say no, but it's nothing I can't get from other sources. Mm-hmm. Essentially. Yeah. Pause. Um, <laughs> got um. Yeah. Um. What What, what are some of your highlights? Uh, highlight parts. That you haven't gone into already. Uh, I think so. Ocean Planet is is up there, but you've kind of well, we both kind of hinted at what I don't like. Uh, why it's not right at the top is that opening riff's really cool, mm-hmm. but I feel like it repeats 
too much too often. Mm -hmm. Keeps coming back in and out. Yeah. I I do really like uh, Too Serious. Oh, okay. Um, And the whole, like... I do wonder why they split from Mars Too Serious when they've got so many other songs that are longer. Yes. Um, It kind of feels a bit odd to have done that. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it probably would be better all together if you counted it all as one song. Yeah. Yeah. but but really good. But again, another kind of overlong fade out. There we go. Um, <laughs> my my top track, and yeah, uh, I will just say about where dragons dwell. Mm. Uh, I have just, but please, if you're in a metal band, never call a song that if you want me to take you seriously. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> um, but they call Godzilla Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just yeah, but it's a great song. It's a really great song. Um, I disagree with you, Unicorn. I think it's the first um, case of them getting that just right in terms of placement, right. in terms okay. of where they've put it. Because I feel like yeah, those yeah. first three tracks are all brilliant, but they are all full on. Yeah, oppressive. Um, yeah, and you right. need you need that bit of let up. Yeah, that's um, true. Uh, the, just, the, I just I like all that opening five so much. It just I get yeah I get it away a bit. Um, my highlight generally. You've you've mentioned about um, your highlight being like his his step up in vocals. Mm. Um, particularly for me, it's something that happens for the first time on this album quite a bit, and seems to ha- happen at least once on every album afterwards. Mm-hmm. Is that really thickly layered vocal? Yeah, like that's kind of it's melodic, but it's it's not sung as such. It sounds like twenty voices kind yeah, of yeah. growling in tune almost. <laughs> Um, which I think is just brilliant I think it's really really cool um, my favourite song in the end uh, is actually Flying Whales nice um, great song yeah again I think nice bit of subtlety involved in mm-hmm. the beginning of it um, to give a bit of a change uh, and then probably on this album the the, the most uh, stink face riff coming in <laughs> and it's almost something that in this case almost something a bit Rob Flynn about the vocals for me a bit mm-hmm. machine head in the song generally actually yeah. uh, um, sort of in the middle um, in in a good way not yeah. in a bad machine head way um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah and again another one of those songs that I feel it just keeps taking things up a notch yeah. as it develops um, yeah and then ends with more of those slidey harmonic <laughs> bits uh I mean, this is as much as I've just praised that in one of my main songs. I do think I like that they're a band that definitely have their tropes, yeah, and have their little trademark things, yeah. But I do feel it strays into self-parody. Yeah, the reason I don't like comedies with catchphrases, (laughs) you know, it it strays into that a little bit of just being. Computer says no. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just being a little bit like. It feels like it's been. Uh, there's a couple of songs later on in, in the later albums which we didn't actually talk about and didn't mention, which I should have done. But that if, it feels like it's used just for the sake of throwing it in there because it's mm. one of their things, not because it was the best choice. Whereas this album is the first time it's properly kind of being used a lot, and so it's quite exciting. Mm. Um, yeah. Anything else there before we finish up? Uh, just my worst track. Mm. Um, have you said your worst? I can't remember. What did you say? Uh, your yeah, worst? I said Unicorn. That's right. Yeah. Um, I've gone for In the Wilderness. Okay. Um, which, I mean, yeah, I've put Chuggy Chugs Grunty Growl. <laughs> um, 
you know. Yeah, it's it's definitely the most basic song on. Yeah, here. I'm just not feeling it that yeah. much. There's there's a cool like slower riff bit that comes in later, which I enjoy a bit more, but then that gets a bit repetitive as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, I suppose that song is the prime example of what I was saying is my low light of just bits being dragged out a bit too long. It's it, it, it's the it's the song on which you can most tell this is a band whose last album was The Link. Yes, <laughs> yes, very much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. So I think that's it for Gajira. And um, yeah, regular listeners might be pleased to know that we've um, been uh, gone through it quite quickly there. <laughs> but um, yeah, not much, much more to say there, uh, say here, other than of all time. Of all time. Of all time, of all time, I'll go back to it. You know, I'll go yeah. back to it. And, and no, I mean, I, I'm re- I'm really pleased you found a front runner for one of your albums of 2020. Uh, one, I wouldn't um, say I wouldn't say it's it's, it's not in running for the best, mm. but it's definitely I, I I struggle to see it not being in top ten. Yeah, I'm glad you've got more out of them than I have. Um, I think, yeah, I think. It wasn't a poor choice or the wrong choice. I think this was a bit too much of a job um, to um, uh, to go through a band that are quite similar, quite repetitive, yeah. and um, and that I'm not that familiar with, not mega into, or certainly haven't been for a good while, and go back uh, over all their albums and make notes and. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm glad you got something out of this. I may go back to them and uh, see if there's anything else to discover. But um, yeah, overall, um, you know, good bands. Hope they do make that extra step up. But do I care? Ultimately, not that much. Yeah, fair. I like I say, like I've said, I've I've listened to all of these albums twice. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one I've listened to three times interesting was The Link okay because I was so harsh on it I was yeah. like I need to listen to it again to make yeah, sure yeah. I think that badly of it mm-hmm. and, and I did um, <laughs> but yeah like they, like I said those top three I'll definitely go back to mm-hmm. they're, 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 they're in the bank of yeah. metal albums that I will always go back to now I think that's lovely um, that's good but everything else I probably won't ever listen to again <laughs> That seems like as good as summon any to go into our top five niche of the better segment. So hit that jingle, Chris. The niche of the better. The niche of the better. So, yes, top five songs with fictional monsters in the title so this was a lot of fun um, mm-hmm. uh, when this first came up I thought oh this this is one I have to properly research I hate those but, <laughs> um, <laughs> rather than um, just finding a list on the internet uh, but uh, no this is good um, so yeah a lot to choose from from the world of film and uh, 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 TV and uh, video games as well. Yeah. We, we we included them. So, just going to go through some of my honourable mentions. Uh, feel free to chip in when you want. Cool. Uh, so, top of the pile, I've got um, uh, Dracula's Wedding by Outcast. Nice. From um, so Speaker Box, The Love Below. 
was yeah. the album that got me into Outcast. Obviously, they've got the split albums between Big Boy and Andre 3000, and Dracula's Wedding is great. Uh, another great track on the Love Below. Love that part. Um, featuring the phenomenal Khalees. Um, nice. Mid-2000s British hardcore throwback here with uh, Zombie Crew by Send More Paramedics. Very nice. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is what I was going to wonder how we've... Cause what I quite like about this one is I do feel it's kind of open to a bit of interpretation in terms of how we might have interpreted it differently mm-hmm. and how we might have defined these things. So I didn't include any zombies, right? generic zombies, okay. because I looked it up and it comes from a mythological thing from right. like Romania or something like that, right? Okay. So that's the one I thought was the most likely to come up where I would not for a moment blame you for having it um, but I chose not to, to again to make it easier for myself to choose because otherwise adding zombies into the mix would give me a nightmare of a time um, but uh, I will say at this point as well this is another one like you said with the whole research element I've not done one for a while where I've just gone through my music saved library and chosen from those, which is what I did for this. Yeah. Um, so there's some random ones and there's also probably going to be some absolute giants that I've completely yeah. missed out. So I'm glad you brought that one up because that's the first of do, uh, do, do you want to go through a couple of yours? Um, I'll jump in on the Dracula mm-hmm. theme. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd have more, actually. Mm. I didn't actually find many specific... Again, general vampire I didn't go with because that's something that's been a mythological thing. In Eastern Europe, it's, 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 yeah, I might as well say here I have, I've got um, elsewhere in my honourable mentions. I've got um, the Arctic Monkeys with mm. um, perhaps vampires is a bit strong. Yeah, so it was, an, it was another one like with zombie. Where I was like, I probably could, but I, I wanted to be strict with myself, so I've only gone for like specific named individual monsters. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a Dracula family by Mogwai. Oh, nice! Is is my shout out? Uh, yeah, the Dracula theme. Yeah. Um, and I've got uh, along the the classic literature line of things, uh, the damned Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Nice. Um, if you're gonna, I've got a few of these where you know, if you're gonna think of bands that are likely to have a fictional monster themed song title, mm-hmm. the damned would be up there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that one. Um, so I've got a couple more from the world of um, yeah, general conceptual mm-hmm. um, beasties. Got a couple of uh, witches here. Cool. No, they're not technically monsters. I mean, Dracula's humanoid as well. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Humanoid, I think, is fine. As long as it's clearly not human, we're all good. General baddies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, linking into our last episode, I've got Burner Witch by Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. And uh, Witchcraft by Frank Sinatra. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, just on the um, general conceptual baddies thing mm-hmm. I've got uh, Aliens Exist by Blink-182 <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you could kind of this is another one I didn't go in for but I was thinking you can get away with Alien because mm. if you think about the Alien franchise of films mm-hmm. you know that's a very specific monster yes so I think that's fair yeah you know? the, um, the greatest baddie in the history yeah, of film yeah monster um, uh, I'll jump in I'll go so um I've kind of tried to link mine together, uh, um, especially when we get to the top fives. There's some little trails that I'll go on with mm-hmm. some more shout-outs, but uh, one that doesn't link to a top five one. So um, there's a band called Flaming Gods, okay, uh, who have a song called Gojira. Right. <laughs> uh, 
There's also uh, a Flaming Lips song, uh, Godzilla Flicks. Right, lovely. It's pretty good. Flaming Lips, or you know, Flaming Lips are one of those bands. They've got so much stuff, yeah. And I've never become like passionate about them, but mm-hmm. whenever I put any of their songs on, it's like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Uh, and Feeder Godzilla. Right, as okay. Well, from quite a uh, yeah, quite a bad album. It's it's, <laughs> it's a feeder song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds really disparaging. There's a lot of feeder songs I really like, but that is just a feeder song. Yeah. Okay. Um, to round off my honourable mentions, then I've got um, Napalm Death with Apex, the title track from Apex Predator. Very Easy nice. Meat. Yes. Didn't think of Predator at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I've got Feed My Frankenstein by Alice Cooper. Yeah, that's one of my uh, big trails for later. Lovely. For Frankenst- I didn't okay. have that one, though. Didn't have that one. Okay. And this is off a controversial album. So, um, okay. So, I don't, um, I don't know if you'll be familiar with this uh, baddie as well. Uh, do you remember the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode, Hush? Uh, not not where, by name. Where everyone's silent because of the gentleman. Yes. Yes. So I've got um, that green gentleman, things have changed from Panic at the Disco's uh, infamous, let's go with, yeah. second album. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay. That's, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I'm pleased you've done that because I've got a few coming up later that are as tenuous as that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, Okay, I've got a few more shout-outs before the top five. Yep. I'm going to quickly go through. So yep. I've got a four kind of just random ones out there on their own, but mm-hmm. I just thought were quite cool random references, which yep. I quite liked. Um, so there's the whole sort of 70s, 80s metal band thing of having a mascot, mm-hmm. right? And very few of them actually named a song after their mascot, yeah, yeah. but Motorhead do have Snaggletooth. Right, okay. Uh, so that's cool. Um, the Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. Have a song called Reptar, King of the Ozone. Yeah. Love Rugrats. Any <laughs> reference to Rugrats is a winner with me. Uh, you've got from um, Sketches from My Sweetheart, Jeff Buckley, Demon John. Oh, okay. Um, which I've no idea what he wrote that about or was referencing mm-hmm. necessarily, but there is a. Uh, I think it's a. It's either a graphic novel series or a comic book series called Hellblazer. Okay. Um, about John Constantine, and he uh, creates a demon clone of himself so that he doesn't have to go to hell. Is that anything to do with the Keanu Reeves movie, Constantine? Posit- it sounds kind of similar, doesn't it? Right. So maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I, it's Jeff Buckley, so it's got to be mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's one of his sketches. Uh, not So not right up there for me. Um and then the last of my weird ones. Mm. Uh, uh, did you ever play RuneScape? No. Pro- when we were probably when we were like, I don't know, definitely secondary school, maybe sixth form. The kind of, you know people listening to this will a lot of them will know what it is. The online kind of very basic at the time, uh, but people it's had a real resurgence. Yes. People still like to play it. Yeah. Um, there's a character uh, or a general like monster in the game called a moss giant. Okay. Uh, and her name is Kala. Have a song called Moss Giant. Nice. Uh, which was really cool to find out. Cool. Um, Dracula Family, I've mentioned. Damned, I've mentioned. Uh, last, so these are my like big, actual, serious kind of contender shout outs now. Yeah. And this is where my kind of story starts in terms of sci fi monsters from like literature and stuff and lore. Uh, the Black Dahlia Murder have a song called The Wereworms Feast. 
<laughs> right. So apparently wereworm is a term that's used for generally big giant worms in yeah, sci-fi yeah. and things. Cool. Um, which like in June and there's some install, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, uh, do you know the band Bats? I do, yeah. Irish band. Yeah. Uh, really like them. And they have a song called The Call of Cthulhu. Lovely. As of course do Metallica. Metallica. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but not one of my favourite Metallica songs. So it's not up there nope. in the top five. Um, then another band talking of bands that you'd expect to have a song that would be on this list somewhere mm-hmm. probably the top of the list for me is The Cramps right uh, who have I love this title so much The Creature from the Black Leather Lagoon <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was wonderful excellent and then the one that just just misses out uh, sorry no I've got two oh shit okay I've got two two that just miss out on a top five spot so the first one is Sunny Day Real Estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a song called Grendel. Right. From okay. Beowulf. Yep. Um, and now this is the first of my little trails mm-hmm. for the one that, man, okay, the only reason the top track isn't in my top five, because it would have been, yep. is that it's no longer on streaming. Okay. At least it's not on Apple Music, and generally that seems to correlate with the other services yep. if it's not there as well. So this is my Frankenstein trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have... Uh, starting with Universal Monsters generally <laughs> Clutch have Wolfman Kindly Requests yeah uh, they also have a song called Frankenstein yeah editors have a song called Frankenstein from 2019 right uh, which is actually pretty good yeah. um, Cursive have Herald Frankenstein right Death from Above 1979 have Right on Frankenstein <laughs> okay <laughs> and at the top of the list uh, if it could have gone on the playlist would be in my top five is Cleft Frankenstein ah which is the opening track to and I can't remember what the fucking album's called it's the one with the elephant on the front yeah yes um, it's Cleft okay cool uh, yeah do you want to go into your number five then Chris cool my number five is Sheb Woolley the purple people eater okay who the <laughs> fuck is Sheb Woolley uh, what the fuck is a purple people uh, eater you um, you don't know the song okay so it's 1950s right um I don't know anything about Sheb Woolley, right. who he is. I think it was a one-hit wonder. Right. Um, I'll play it to you later. <laughs> it, it was a novelty song mm-hmm. about a purple people eater. Mm-hmm. Something, something, one-eyed flying purple people eater. Hmm. I can't remember the rest of it. Um, I it particularly, I did know it, but I rediscovered it through Bruce Springsteen's uh Autobiography, right? Because it's the song that he references as being the first song that got him int- excited about music, <laughs> uh, which is wonderful. Sure. Um, and if we, yeah, if we're having a list of top five songs about fictional monsters, I've got to have that song in there. Fine. And I love the idea of it being on our playlist. <laughs> okay. So uh, my number five. Um, so it's a controversial. It might be a controversial choice, but one of my favourite monster movies ever. It's Cloverfield, mm. and it may be the J.J. Abrams link because I'm a massive Lost fanboy, but um, I've gone for, uh, the, 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 the monster's nickname is that, it's Clover, so I've gone for No Leave Clover by Metallica. Fair enough. s and Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the song that was written for s and especially and benefits most from the orchestration. Great yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fair. I've got, I've got a similarly tenuous link for my number four, so I'm glad you've okay. done that. Uh, my number four. Um, so, 
Fictional monsters. Mm-hmm. Pocket monsters. Here we go, lads. Pokemon. Yeah. Opens up a whole new world. Lovely. Uh, Dogleg have War Turtle. Okay. Um, the band Gengar are named after Gengar mm-hmm. and have a song called Haunter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't write it down. There's another band that have a song called Gengar, Gengar, Gengar. <laughs> <laughs> but the one I've gone with uh, is Jawbreaker. Mm-hmm. Jinx removing. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very good. Uh, love Jawbreaker. Love that yeah. song. Uh, I spotted a chance and I grabbed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame we can't do bands with uh, Pokemon at all because Mew would get a shout. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my number four is uh, not enough people talk about this, uh, this band these days, and it's a crying shame because they're brilliant. It's a Wilhelm Scream. Mm, okay. The uh, tech punk slash hardcore legends. Um, with Jaws 3, People Nil. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, love the title. And, and, and sev- several brilliant titles of that band. Yeah, um, go listen to a Wilhelm Scream. They're fucking great. If you like the Bronx meets, the idea of the Bronx meets Pennywise, That's you've good. got a Wilhelm Scream. Yeah, nice. Uh, right, where are we? My number three. Mm-hmm. Okay, another trail. The Coral have a song called Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. They also, however... Have a song called Venom Cable. Okay. Venom being a Marvel mm. villain. Here we go. Who I think we could claim as a monster, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Symbiote, yeah. It's like an alien infection host thing. Yes, parasite. Parasite that finds a host in a human, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, here's the Venom theme. Uh, we also have Modest Mouse spitting Venom and Hatebreed spitting Venom. Yep. Uh, we have Pulled Apart by Horses, V E N O M. Right. Uh, but top in those for me is a track from what I think should have beat Dave to the Mercury Prize uh, which is Little Sims Venom lovely um, brilliant song from a brilliant album uh, and I've been waiting for a chance to get Little Sims on our playlist somehow and so there it is fantastic okay um, I've gone for my classic rock shout here nice it's uh, so um, yeah the Reaper's a general baddie because mm-hmm. he takes you to your, to your grave. Can't get much more monster-like than that. Yeah, yeah. but also a um, a fictional monster in um, in Mass Effect Three and Blade Two um, cool. have Reapers. Nice. So I've gone for Blue Oyster Cult. Don't fear the Reaper. Fucking love you. <laughs> yes. More cowbell. More cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> lovely your number, your number two Chris uh, so my number two will link now this is my favourite of my trails because it links from my number three mm-hmm. My Chemical Romance have Thank You for the Venom mm. however they also have a song named after not named after but that shares a name with uh, a vampire character from the Helsing animated series right who is called Helena cool so that's my number two. Brilliant. Because Helena Bonner Chemical Romance. Yeah, I mean, Thank You for the Venom is a better song, so you could have had that. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's an iconic song. I think that's why I've gone with it. Okay, I disagree. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> my number two is got, has gone for General Conceptual Baddies again. It's Werewolf by Every Time I Die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> plenty of werewolf material to be had here and yeah I'm glad you've gone with that 
which one of you sons of bitches is going to make me feel alive? <laughs> which oh, one of you song. motherfuckers is going to get inside my heart? What a fucking banger. Yeah, I mean, the more we say about every time I die, the more we're spoiling a future episode. Yeah, let's, let's not say too obviously much. obviously going to do, yeah. because they're one of the greatest bands in the world. You're number one, Chris. Okay. Now, this breaks my heart, because I had not one but two opportunities to get one of my favourite artists here mm-hmm. into the playlist. Neither of the songs that qualify, I think, are good enough. I'd rather wait and save it. Okay. So Tom Waits has a song called The Black Rider. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Black Rider, you could, it just sounds monstery anyway, yeah, yeah. but um, the Nazgul from Lord of the yeah, Rings, also yeah. known as Black Riders. Yes. Um, he also has a song called King Cole, mm-hmm. which it's not going on the playlist, but I would urge anyone to please find it <laughs> and listen to it, because it is nearly six minutes of Tom Waits beatboxing, <laughs> uh, playing very minimal guitar and repeating the same vocal melody over and over again basically telling the story of King Kong um, Tom Waits everybody <laughs> uh, which is why why neither of the and, and Black Rider as well is, is like part musical and, and in a weird accent mm-hmm. Tom Waits doing a weird voice um, yeah neither qualify uh, the Kinks also have King Kong right uh Band Childcare. I don't know if you know about that. They, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, saw Child them Care. saw them at um, Fighting Cox mm-hmm. a couple of years ago uh, with their last album that came out, which was really really good. There's a song called Man Down Brackets King Kong Shake. Right. Um, Bonobo has a song called Kong. Okay. We can see I we're like, starting like, to drift here. I like Bonobo. Uh, a. Yeah. Versus a Monkey versus Kong. Monkey Kong, which yeah. was meant to be, had the mistranslation not happened be the title of Donkey Kong mm-hmm. uh, of which there is a song uh, from Venut right. called Donkey Kong off his second solo album which is a phenomenal song mm-hmm. uh, but is topped only by my actual number one uh, which is a song uh, that shares a name with a banshee in Teen Wolf okay. which is Meredith by Ocean Size brilliant okay lovely absolutely wonderful yeah Love that uh, song. Like I said, some tenuous links there, but yeah. the payoff's worth it. <laughs> Indeed. For, <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, Meredith, one of my highlight tracks off Everyone in Two Position, yeah. which is an album I go back and forth on. I was going to say, not as keen on as I am, I know yeah, that much. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's a divisive album, certainly. Yeah. But uh, Meredith, I most know for its uh, usage in... Uh, in the OC. Hmm. It became the OC in size. <laughs> My number one is a wicked excuse to get one of my favourite pop songs of all time in. I'm excited. John Carpenter's The Thing has a baddie called The Thing. Yeah. So I've got One Thing by Amory (laughs) as my number one. I mean, congratulations. For that hi-hat and snare alone <laughs> yeah. mate what a song what a, yeah you'll hear it when if you if you shuffle up play I mean you've heard one thing by Amory it, it, was, it was a massive song yeah. at the time uh, but yeah Fair. Wicked, well wicked. played yeah <laughs> I think we've both done pretty well there yeah, I'm yeah. pleased with how that's gone and uh, yeah um, John Carpenter's a thing also one of the most terrifying movies ever yes 
So there we go. That was good fun. I like that one. Yeah, good fun indeed. So we are a band. We are two members of a band. We our name is My Eyes Are Old and Bent. We play a blend of post-hardcore and post-metal. Uh, but we don't like to label ourselves a metal band because, as we said at the top of this podcast, we're bored of metal. <laughs> so if you want to <laughs> find us on our social media accounts, we may uh, we may be recording soon, which is tremendously exciting. Finally, getting this fucking EP out. Heard that before. Uh, yeah, <laughs> heard that somewhere before. Oh yeah, when the shit hit the fan with the pandemic, um, we can be found on our social media accounts at on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the handle at M-E-A-O-A-B. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Grimheart Promotions. Chris and I want to put on shows in London and Surrey mostly, because that is where we live. Hopefully still will be, because I'm being turfed out my home. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so, yes, if you are in a band, if you manage a band if you are mates with a band and want to shout them out if you manage a venue uh, or if you just want to find out about cool shows that may be coming up in those areas that we mentioned earlier give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at the handle at Grimheart Promo so yes musical shout outs I would like to go first go for it so I've got two here um, the first of which it's the, new, it's the bloody new Death Heaven song. Oh my word. Can I just, really quickly. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I just want to tackle this straight away before you yeah, yeah. go in on the uh, the Love Him. Mm-hmm. Um, to the people that I've been seeing on Twitter being like, oh, I can't wait for Death Heaven fans to discover Shoegaze. Fuck off. I mean, that was the point of them in the, fir- in the first place because um, we, we like Shoegaze and metal. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. But Death Heaven are great. Shut, yeah. shut up. Fuck off. Uh, yeah. Ollie, carry on. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like as good a time for you as any to discover Slow Dive, which I keep me, me uh, yes, I telling need to you go to in. do. I need to go. Uh, because I've listened. You know, I'm aware. I'm this aware. Song, this song is very slow dive. So yeah, was immensely impressed by this song. Um, Death Heaven been one of my favourite bands for a few years now. And um, yeah, just to hear them change up yet again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that this is four albums in a row where they've gone from lush, um, lush post rock and and, and and shoegaze into dark and black and thrash yeah. into you know long songs and big big riffs, big like, solos, like classic rock, classic in. rock. Yeah. And now again, George is singing clean. Um, it's lush, it's spacious, it's really um, progresses over its six minutes with that uh, and that phenomenal outro is a big part of that. Yeah, like I've seen people saying, "Oh, Death Heaven just want to be turnstile now, turnover now." That's fine. <laughs> so no, <laughs> not really. I love turnover. Yeah, um, yeah. nothing like them. Um, yeah. I yeah, I. The, 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 all I can say about it really is um, I just got off the tube about to walk to work and saw that the song had been put on streaming services mm-hmm. so I listened to it on my walk um, I was about halfway through my walk when it ended so I put it on again mm-hmm. and then I got to work and I didn't take my headphones out and I put it on a third time while I started setting up <laughs> my classroom Yeah. Uh, and then I put my phone away and started getting things ready properly. And I was walking around with my mask on with just the biggest grin. <laughs> um, 
because that's how the song made me feel indeed well when that album's out we will absolutely be uh, that'll make number five right yeah that'll be number five so they're ready for a black band t-shirt lovely stuff can't wait for that my second shout out is another mention for the Riot Act podcast uh, we, we ought to you know get some money in from them they got that <laughs> signature brew sponsorship coming in you know we could get in, get in on the slice of that <laughs> but uh, this is for their most uh, their addition recent addition for the to the Riot Act family the Broken Records podcast yeah so this week's edition was fascinating so Broken Records is a search for the worst album of all time and they go to um, a big hat full of names of albums that have either fared poorly critically or within the fan base Mm -hmm. or contextually or sometimes all three Um, and this week's episode was on the Shags Philosophy of the World. Have you ever heard of this record? No, I saw I saw a couple of like tweets about this episode of the podcast. Yes. Um but yeah, no, I haven't I haven't listened yet. So this is utterly fascinating. This is, yeah, about um an awful record meets kind of a elements of a true crime episode uh, podcast okay. episode. Listen to it. It is fascinating. Will do. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely essential listening for everyone out there. That's me done with my shout-outs. Chris, what have you got? Nice. I've, I've been more traditional with mine and my usual pattern. Um, so my first one is just an album from uh, earlier this year. It's actually from a little while ago this year, so it's f- uh, February that mm-hmm. it came out. But, um, you know, we've not done since... I suppose we did... We've, what have we done on the metal realm of the podcast? Dillinger and Mastodon, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a while since we've done one so I thought I'd dig dig into my archive of this year's <laughs> releases that people might not have explored um, there's a band called Sea Sleeper okay. um, who are from Portland um, very much I mean they, they've they've said on their band camp that, that, that their sound is derived from bands like Gorguts, Gojira, Mastodon uh, so you know it's very much in line with what we've been talking about um, but their album this year Nostophobia um just it's just brilliant mm-hmm. uh it's 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 heavy i'd say it's heavier than kind of a lot of kajira stuff and but it's more varied mm-hmm. more more towards the more chaotic and heavy side of things than, than kajira and mastodon's more recent output um cool. but yeah if, if you're into any of that kind of stuff there that's a release that i thought people might not have necessarily it might have gone under people's radar mm-hmm. um and uh, for my UK band shout out, um, I've been wanting, I've been considering shouting this band out for a few episodes actually. And there's never been one that seemed to quite fit, but I feel like if we're talking about metal bands with a slightly different approach and that kind of thing and a different concept, uh, I'd like to shout out Lowen. Okay. I don't know. I think that's how you pronounce it. I've never actually heard anyone say it, so I could be <laughs> completely wrong. L O W E N. Um, but they're like Lowen. Um, London based. Uh, mm. It's kind of post metal and doomy kind of metal band uh the the singer she is of iranian heritage mm-hmm. and sings with like iranian oh cool melodies yeah. and 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 lyrics um yeah. really cool it's really it gives it almost a kind of like their artwork plays into this as well but it gives it almost a kind of sci-fi feel into in in that kind of you know the theme of otherworldly almost with the mix of those two juxtaposing 
uh, ideas. Um, so their, their last kind of proper release was uh, A Crypt in the Stars from 2018. But um, literally, I think last week, they put out a new EP that was recorded live at the Green, Green Door Store uh, in Brighton and mostly improvised. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty much just her vocals and acoustic instruments. Mm-hmm. So it's not an easy listen. That one, uh, but it's fascinating yeah. and it's really atmospheric and really cool. And it was all for um, Music Venue Trust and stuff, fabulous! Uh, so it's really, really cool. Um, but yeah, I'd go back and listen to A Crypt in the Stars first to get an idea of what it is they really kind of generally do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, that, that new one, um, Unceasing Lamentations, okay, uh, is a really interesting listen as well. Awesome, okay, okay. Well, um, yes, uh. If you are a Gajira fan, please don't come at us with hate. We we are in uh, I'm in a fragile mood recently, so uh, and the block you know. button's easy to find. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'd want a constructive con- uh, conversation about Gajira, that'd be lovely. Or about or indeed about any of our uh, previous episodes, uh, we can be found on our Twitter accounts. I'm on at o double l i e x c o r e and Chris. Uh, CM Grumps lovely uh, again I, like, I will just say as well like I'm aware we've said things you know <laughs> I'm not perfectly happy I, don't, I didn't mean I don't want people to tell me I'm wrong perfectly happy for people to, to argue uh, just don't be a dick of all time though Chris all time all time <laughs> so <laughs> my heels in there. <laughs> also should mention haven't got given a shout out to it in a couple of episodes um <clears throat> Our Spotify Rank Bank playlist mm. uh, will be in the um, a link to which will be in the description for this podcast. Now stands at over a day long, getting twenty five hours of music. <laughs> so that's um, all our favourite cuts from the episodes, um, all of our niche the better top fives, and a selection from our uh, shout outs as well. So yes, uh, give that a follow on uh, uh, on Spotify, or just um, uh, give it a shuffle for a lovely time. Um, yeah, you're, you're you're guaranteed to find an old either an old favourite or something new to love on there. We're 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 pretty pleased with the work we put into it. Mm. And uh, also, you know, um, do please give us maybe not based off this episode, but generally, if you're feeling nice, <laughs> um, <laughs> subscribe to us on your favourite podcatcher and um, give us a five star review. That'd be very much appreciated and a recommendation to a pal because um, you know. Yeah, we're still having a lovely time doing these and we'll continue to do so mm-hmm. in the next episode, which I am wow, tremendously excited about. It's so happening. It's happening. <laughs> so, yes. Um, uh, this this was originally going to be our celebration episode for being able to do it together. I feel like it still kind of is because it's our first with a guest together. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because Adam joined us over Zoom. Yeah. Um, but um, it's also... We reckon, unless this Kajira episode completely bombs, that um, th- that that podcast will take us over a thousand listens, which is really cool. Thank you so much for supporting us there, because we only expected about two percent of that. You must be bored of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's happening. Ollie Connors is doing a podcast about one of his two favourite bands of all time. So we uh, and one of Chris's as well, and one of our guests. So we are having Chris's partner Nikki, who has been um, mentioned a few times over the course of this podcast, 
Um, really love Nikki as a friend as well and really enjoy her take on music. So this will be a great episode and a great debut for her on the podcast to do the mighty, 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 <laughs> depressing, mighty, <laughs> melancholic, mighty, sad, mighty, Radiohead. It's all happening. We are doing the nine albums of Radiohead, ranking them in order from worst to best. So join us then in two weeks' time. We are tremendously excited to talk to us about, talk to talk us some, some mighty, mighty, sad shit. <laughs> Can't wait. See you then. Catch you later, everybody. Say goodbye, Chris. Uh, yeah, bye, Chris. Bye, Chris.